BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scoured the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through December 4th. And December 4th is World Ice Skating Day. So happy World Ice Skating Day to everyone out there. Happy World Ice Skating Day, Daphne. Yes, I'm so excited. This is a day that we get to celebrate skating in all forms. I mean, that's what the ISU intended when they put this all together. It's about Mm -hmm. celebrating being on the ice. Yes, I was going to try to go skating on December 4th today, um, but I didn't get a chance to do so. So I will have to make up for it this week, which I know I'll be able to go. I was on the rink. It was at the rink on Friday. So I think I'll be there this Friday as well. But uh, yeah, it was just a too, too busy of a day to try to get to the rink. But if you got to go to the rink today or if you I think there were some events taking place um, I know Lake Placid had something going on for World Skating Day, so hopefully uh, you did something to celebrate this day, and hopefully this will be an annual thing. I think that's the plan, to make this a World Ice Skating Day every year. Yeah, I hope that that's the case, because then we can better plan to do some even cooler things around yes. it yeah. next season, next year. Um, it yes. snuck up on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fact that it's December <laughs> snuck up on me totally. I'm like, here we are, the last month of 2022. We are just a few weeks away from bringing in a new year. It's I know. Crazy. It's <laughs> 2023 is upon us. 
-hmm. We are going to be in the middle of the national championships in a couple of weeks from now, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's time to crown new national champions and to get into some ISU championship events. Yeah. Maybe we should, before 2023 comes, do an episode of memories or favorite moments of 2022. Share our favorite moments of 2022. I think that's a great idea. And you know what, Gina? We can also get our listeners to submit their favorite events or items or milestones or experiences Mm -hmm. Performances from the last year. Yeah, I want to hear what fans thought of what their favorite things were of the 2022 season. Yes. Well, let's move into our event results. We did not have a Grand Prix event this week. It was a quiet week, but not quiet in a sense. Like, I I felt like (laughs) there were things going on, but I didn't feel like I was having to really watch a lot. I was checking in here or there, but there was nothing where I sat down and said, okay, I'm going to watch from this time to this time. I mean, there were live streams of events and things, and I was just checking results, but it was much quieter, in my opinion. I did add a bunch of results to IDC this weekend. It was kind of busy, but it was more smaller international Mm -hmm. competitions with multiple levels and some national championships, as well as Canada's challenge. Yeah, that's what I said, a qualifier. So why don't we just jump into it? Sounds good. Yeah, Santa Claus Cup took place in Budapest, Hungary. The senior men's event, David Lutenbrain of Monegas won his second gold medal this season because he won gold at Open Tiandora a few weeks ago. Mia Caroline Risa Gomez of Norway, who competed on the JDP this season, won her second gold medal of the season. She also won gold at Open Tiandora. It's interesting that they both were at that competition and they won gold here. I, I just feel this pattern is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, There were winners in junior and advanced novice for men and women, along with intermediate and basic novice. You'll find the results in our show notes. One of the cool things is the United States sent some ice dancers to this competition, not only at junior and senior, but the advanced novice as well. Australia's Holly Harris and Jason Cham won the gold medal in the senior ice dance event. Hungary's Maria Ignateva and Daniel Zemko won the silver, and Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov of the U.S. won the bronze. In the junior event, Elizabeth Kachenko and Alexei Kalayakov of Israel took home gold. They beat Leah Neset and Artem Markov by less than two points, um, and Leah and Artem won the free dance. They had some issues in the rhythm dance with Twizzles that put them behind um, heading into the free dance. Georges Grace Vinek and Yehor Barshak won the bronze. And as I mentioned a minute ago, the U.S. sent two novice ice dance teams to this competition. Sylvia Lee and Rowan Lecoque, who have, I think, won most competitions this season, if not all of them in the U.S. for novice. They won the gold medal. Frances Sarah Vasquez and Jolyn Engel took silver. And then Annalise Stapert and Maxim Karakov of the U.S. finished third. 
Well, there was another international competition that took place this week. It was Bosphorus Cup in Istanbul, Turkey. Um, it was for men and women, senior, junior, and advanced novice, and then dance, it was senior and junior. There's tons of results, and you can find them in our show notes. So also taking place with Skate Canada Challenge. This is a national qualifying event for those trying to make it to the Canadian national championships that take place in January. In senior pairs, the new team of Leah Pereira and Trent Misha took the pairs title. This was their second competition together after they won Ontario sectionals last month. Leah did compete in the senior women's event. She finished in eighth. Ashlyn Schmitz and Tristan Taylor won junior pairs. And Ava Camp and Jonathan Elizarov were supposed to compete in the junior event as well as next week's junior grand prix final but they have withdrawn from both events due to kemp spraining her ankle in training wish her a speedy recovery mm-hmm. they were having such a great season I know. so 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 unfortunate yeah the yeah. timing really stinks so hopefully she'll be able to um be on the mend and back to competing soon yeah they sh- did get a bye to canadians Because they really didn't have to compete at uh, Skate Canada Challenge because of qualifying for the Junior Grand Prix final. So hopefully they'll be back for Canadians um, in January. Excellent. So in senior dance, Marija Lorio and Roman Legac won the title with Sandrine Gauthier and Quentin Theron winning the Junior Dance event. In senior men, Matthew Newenham won the event ahead of Wesley Chu, who did compete on the Grand Prix this season. In junior men, it was Grayson Long who took the title. In senior women, Fiona Bombardier won the senior women's event with Carrie Yoon winning the junior women's event. And I have to say, Fiona Bombardier is a familiar name because she is the daughter of Jose Schwinard. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's a second generation. (laughs) Wow, very cool. Well, moving on, we said we had some national championships. We'll start with the British figure skating championships, which took place this weekend in Sheffield, back in Sheffield. Um, Graham Newberry won his fourth, second consecutive British title in the senior men's event. Natasha McKay won her sixth consecutive British title. Now, there was a year there where there wasn't um, the championships because of COVID, but she really, if you don't count that year, there's six in a row that she's won that title. It's been hers since they've had it the past six years. So she won the senior women's event. Anastasia Vipin-Law and Luke, Luke Digby won their second consecutive British title in the senior pairs event. And in dance, Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson won their fifth British title. Um, So congrats to them. There were junior results as well, and you can check them out in our show notes. Yeah, and Australia also held their national championships. It was a very busy week for (laughs) Australian skating, which we'll get into later in the podcast. There were some announcements. And a trio of new national champions were crowned. Darian Kaptich won the men's event, Vlada Vasiliev won the women's event, and India Nete and Aaron Westwood won the ice dance event. 
Of course, there was no Paris event. Harley Windsor is still recovering from his broken ankle that he posted about back in September. The training accident pulled him and Maria Chernyshova out of the Grand Prix series. Um, so he's still recovering. Not sure if he will recover in time for the ISU championship events that are coming up later this winter or not. We'll have to stay tuned and we will report on this if we get information. Yes. Well, moving on to our general skating news, Maya and Alex Shibutani and Paul E. George will be inducted into the U.S. Figure Skating Hall of Fame. And for those who go to nationals every year, you know that takes place during nationals. So this will take place in January in San Jose. But congratulations to the Shibutanis and to Paul as um, on, for this honor. This is great. Yeah. U.S. Figure Skating also posted its entries for the 2023 Winter World University Games in Lake Placid. This event is known as the Winter Universiad. It's the University Games. There, yeah, there are a, a lot of different, of different names for it. Yeah. <laughs> so the U.S. posted their entries into this competition. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. We're not really sure who the other countries are sending. We'll have to wait until that information comes out, but we will report it here. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that that event is just like a month away because when we were in Lake Placid in July, I was already starting to see like promotions for that and, you know, they were really trying to promote it and get the word out about it and now it's really just a month away. So hopefully, I mean, we haven't been back since um, Lake Placid Ice Dance Championships in July, hopefully all of the renovations are done or like almost finished because that was what they were doing all of that for. So yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to go to this because uh, it's not, again, it's not far for us, but driving to Lake Placid in January is not a good combination. No, <laughs> you don't have any idea like what... With the driving conditions will be from no. one day to the next because it could be a blizzard and then fine. When I went to uh, Lake Placid for Skate America, the last time it was there, it, it was a challenge. Yeah. Um, driving in Lake Placid just because we got some snow while we were there. Yes. I was able to get to Lake Placid and drive home, but it was while I was there, there was a really big snowstorm yeah and for me the route that i take is right through the adirondacks going north and it's uh, i wouldn't be want to be on those roads in ice and snow i mean i i deal with ice and snow all the time here in western new york i'm used to it but not up in the adirondacks sorry well and the roads the roads are challenging themselves because some roads are just in better condition than others so but if anybody is to go to the Winter University Games in Lake Placid and would like to report back to us about what the experience was like, we'd love to hear about it. So, um, Oh, yeah. But yeah, definitely that's, we've got a month away um, until that competition. And of course, we'll talk more about it as we get closer. Yes, we will. So moving on to our segment, recent interviews, we'll start with U.S. Figure Skating's Fan Zone. Elizabeth Kiam, who is part of the Northeastern University Figure Skating Club, 
wrote a piece about the three best things about intercollegiate skating. Yeah, uh, former competitive skaters, when they retire, if they retire before college, I've seen this uh, being a thing. Like, they'll join their intercollegiate team Mm -hmm. and be part of that experience. Gives them more opportunities, you know, to Mm -hmm. continue to compete in a different way. Yeah, actually, so the rink that I skate at is right near a university. And so the university students get to skate at that rink for like nothing, basically. And they, this, I think it was just last year, they started a skating club. Um, And it's brand new. And what they're doing is they're giving the opportunity for college students who have never skated. They can skate with a coach. They can learn to skate with a coach. And then for skaters who had experience, whether they competed or they were part of a synchro team, they're getting the opportunity to also work with a coach in practice. And some are competing at collegiate events. So it's really cool that they started this up because this rink has been there across the street from the university for such a long time. And this is the first time that the, you know, the college has decided to start a club and, and there's a lot of, seems to be a lot of interest. So it's really cool. That's awesome. So Darcy Miller talked with Caroline Green and Michael Parsons about their first Grand Prix medal as a team together, which they won at NHK Trophy. And they also, in the article, they also talk about their move to Michigan, leaving their longtime coaches to work with Charlie White, Tanith White, and Greg Zerlin. Well, this wasn't on the fan zone, but a skater spotlight on usfigureskating.org is focused on Henry Dingman, who is tracing his Mayan heritage. That was such a great article. It's very deep. Like, it talks Hmm. about his love of skating. He was adopted. Like, there were all these pieces within it, and I found the article fascinating. I'll have to read it. I have not read that one yet. So for World Ice Skating Day, Olympics.com takes a look back at the most iconic figure skating moments from the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. We have some Nathan Chen articles. Nick McCarville spoke with Nathan Chen about his book and his plans on if he plans to return to competition. And People Magazine also talked with Nathan about school and if he will compete at the 2026 Olympics. Lots of Nathan news that he is leading our segment on social media updates. Tickets are on sale for the Ice Chips show with Nathan Chen at the Skating Club of Boston. The show is called Full Throttle. It's April 7th and 8th, and you can find information on tickets in our show notes. Yeah, we alluded to this earlier. Australia's Kehlani Crane and James Min. Both announced their retirement from competitive skating. We wish them both the best. So Aussie Skates, Figure Skating Down Under, is a fantastic website that is devoted to Australian figure skating. They posted on social media that Harley and Katya, which is a documentary produced by Blake Hoffman, directed by Serena Miles, is going to air on Monday, December 12th at 8.50 p.m. in Australia. The documentary is about Harley Windsor and Ekaterina Alexandrovskaya. 
It will also be on demand on ABC iView in Australia. I I just get this heartbreaking feeling when I see her name because she's no longer with us and what happened at you know the end of her, their career together and um you know we were just mentioning that Harley is recovering from uh breaking his ankle and he has continued on with a new partner so Harley and Katya went to the 2018 Olympics together she was forced to retire in early January 2020 unfortunately in July of 2020 she committed suicide and that um you know that was a really big shock to the skating world and so I'm I'm hoping that I'll get the opportunity to watch this documentary and that it will be available, but I'm also just kind of sad even thinking about it because they did accomplish a lot for Australian pairs. Um, but, you know, in the same respect, I'm thinking about, you know, how things ended and it's just, it's very sad. Yeah, I know before we started recording, we were talking as we were putting this in for the show, we were talking about this and I said, I kind of want to watch the documentary and then part of me doesn't want to watch it because I know the ending isn't going to change. You know, Katya is no longer with us and, you know, there's not going to be a different ending to that. And so part of Mm -hmm. me doesn't really want to see it because I know how it ends. Um, But at the same time, too, I do want to kind of see it because... It's just, you know, to hear their story a little bit. Maybe there's something in there that I didn't know or I'll, I'll learn something I didn't know about them. But, you know, it was so devastating when the, it happened. And um, even just when she had to, you know, retire early because they were so, they were definitely pushing Australia pair skating forward. Yeah, they were accomplishing things that had never been done. Yeah. They won Junior Worlds. They won the Junior Grand Prix Final. They won Junior Grand Prix events. Mm-hmm. They were two-time Australian champions. You know, and I want to say, we're going to have a Paris panel in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And this may or may not come up because we're going to talk about the state of Paris skating, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, post-Grand Prix Final. It's, it's, you know, these are just, Paris has been through a lot. This discipline, you know, you see the reduced rosters at competitions. It's not only reduced due to the Russians not competing this season. There's more to it. So we're going to take a look at that when we record that episode in just a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on to our upcoming events for the week. Well, we had a little break here, and now it's the Grand Prix Final, which is so crazy to think about, Daphne, because this is the first final in three years. We didn't have one in 2020 because we had basically domestic Grand Prix events and then didn't have the full Grand Prix schedule. And then in 2021, where we were sort of you know, had a normal Grand Prix. Then COVID just kind of came back in with a vengeance and we had to cancel the Grand Prix final like right before 
um, like a couple weeks before and, you know, teams had qualified for the final and skaters had qualified and then we just didn't have the final. So it's crazy that the last one was in 2019. It was in Torino. We're going back to Torino for this one. Um, so yeah, I, I just can't believe here we are. We're going to have a Grand Prix final first one in three years. I know. Um, as usual, or as has happened for the last while, um, the Junior Grand Prix Final will be held in conjunction with the Grand Prix Final. The cool thing is, some of the winners from the last Junior Grand Prix Final are now competing at the Grand Prix Final, including Shun Sato. One fun fact, Gillis and Poirier and Chalk and Bates are the only skaters who competed at the Senior Grand Prix Final in 2019. Yeah, so we're we do have to like... see them. Yeah, Caitlin and John Luke um, competed in 2018, but not in 2019. But for a lot of skaters, this is going to be their Grand Prix final debut, which is yes. really kind of cool to it's think exciting. about. So we'll break down who's competing at the Grand Prix final. Um, we did mention this in our last episode, but we'll do it again for you. Yilam Kim of Korea, Ma Mihara of Japan, Luna Hendricks of Belgium, Kaori Sakamoto of Japan, Rinka Watanabe of Japan, and Isabel Levito of the U.S. And that's in the women's event. And I am not making any predictions. This is going to be a really no, good women's event. That's fun. all I'm going to say. It's going to be fun. There's a lot of veteran and newcomers in yes. that list. Yes, It's going to be great. Well, in the men, Japan's Shomo Uno, Team USA's Ilya Mullinen, Kao Mira of Japan, Shun Sato of Japan, Soda Yamamoto of Japan, and Italy's Daniel Grossel. No predictions here either. I think it's going to just be a really good event. Yeah. So in pairs, we have Riko Miura and Ryuchi Kahara, Japan. We have Alexa Kinnearum and Brandon Frazier of the U.S. And they're joined by Emily Chan and Spencer Howe, who are having a great season. They're also from the U.S. We have Deanna Stilato-Dudak and Maxime Deschamp of Canada. They made a splash earlier in the Grand Prix. And uh, two teams from Italy, Rebecca Gilardi and Filippo Ambrosini and Sarah Conti and Niccolo Macchi. Again, we've talked about the depth of men's skating in Italy. The pairs are stepping up to... Yes. Uh, to make names for themselves this season as well. Yeah, but how cool is that? You know, the two Italian pairs teams are getting to compete in the final in their home country. In their home country. It's and amazing. so is Daniel Grossel as well. And I know there's a dance team that's going to also get to... <laughs> yes! Charlene Guignard and Marco Fabri are going to be competing in their home country in the ice dance event. Two Canadian teams, Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier, and Laurence Fournier-Baudry, Nikolai Sorensen, Great Britain's Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson, and then Madison Chalk and Evan Bates, and Caitlin Hawaik and John Luke Baker of the U.S. You know, in pairs, I think it will come down who to who puts out the best performances. Mm -hmm. I think there are a number of teams that could step up and take that top spot. In dance, we know that Gillis and Poirier have set a high bar. But once you get all the teams together, sometimes it shakes things up. So I guess we'll have to wait and see next weekend how that goes. Yes. 
Well, as we said, the Grand Prix final takes place with the Junior Grand Prix final. And I was telling Daphne earlier, they're actually, it used to be, I think, the JGP was first and then later on was the Grand Prix final. They're actually the same days. So like earlier, there'll be junior events and then senior events. So that's really cool that they're happening at the same time. So we'll break down who is competing because it's been a while since the finalists were named for for the Junior Grand Prix final. I had to look it up because I was like, oh, oh, okay. You know, I had to refresh my memory, I should say. So for the women, Mao Shimada of Japan, Hannah Yoshida of Japan, Jia Shin of Korea, Ami Naki of Japan, Sheyan Kim of Korea, and Min Sol Kwan of Korea. It's the Korea versus Japan in the women. It is. It's an yes. all, you know, if you look at it, it is. It's Japan It's Japan versus Korea. Um, yeah, it's an Asia. Yes. Asia, con- Asian country showdown. <laughs> yes. There. Well, in the men, not all Asian for the men here, uh, is we have Luca Broussard of the U.S. and also of the U.S. Robert Yampolsky, Nikolai Mamola of Italy, Shunsuke Nakamura of Japan, Takaru Omni Katais of Japan, and Nozomo Yoshioka of Japan. That is quite a list of competitors. But let's yes. move on to the pairs. We have from Australia Anastasia Galubova and Hector Diotopoulos Moore from Australia, Kayla Smith and Andy Dang, and Sophia Barham and Daniel Tumensev of the US. We have Ukraine's Violeta Sirova and Ivan Kopta, and rounding out the list, Chloe Panetta and Karen Thrasher of Canada. Originally, as we talked about earlier in the episode, Ava Kemp and Jonathan Elizarov of Canada had qualified. However, uh, they had to withdraw. So we have Haruna Murakami and Sumitada Moraguchi of Japan. This is pretty fantastic because I'm not sure that a junior pair from Japan has ever qualified for no, the Junior Grand Prix yeah. Final. So this is pretty incredible. It's great. They've got this... Miura and Kahara at senior, and now they've got a junior pair. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really continuing to develop yeah. skaters. Something we should talk about on our pairs panel. Definitely. So moving on to dance. There are no repeats. All six teams are from different countries. We have Katerina Moraskova and Daniel Maracek of Czech Republic. Nadia Bashinska and Peter Beaumont of Canada. They are the reigning world bronze medalists at the junior level. Hannah Lim and Ye Kwan of Korea. Daria Grimm, Michael Savitsky of Germany. Phoebe Becker and James Hernandez of Great Britain. And then rounding it out to Selena Fragi and Jean-Hans Fernot of France. This is the first time in a while that the U.S. has not qualified a team to the Junior Grand Prix Final. Um, it was a very competitive JGP series this year, and it's exciting to see lots of new names, mm-hmm. you know, qualifying for their first final. I'm super excited to see how this event plays out because the Maracek siblings of Czech Republic have posted pretty high scores. But like I said in the senior event, once you get everyone all together, 
It it gets interesting. Yes, it does. So we look forward to watching the final, both the junior and the senior, uh, this coming week. And we look forward to talking about it next week. Yes, but we do. That's not the only event going on next week. We have the last challenger event of this series. Um, the last one of the season, I should say, Golden Spin of Zagreb. Um, the we mentioned this before. The entries are subject to change, and actually, when I went on the entry list on the ISU, they really hadn't changed. There was still like some people that qualified for the final that were still listed on there. Um, for the U.S., they have updated their uh, entries on their international assignment page. So we'll just put that in our show notes if you want to see, and then we'll put also the link to the entries where and the where the results will be as well, too, so that you can see. But I'm sure there'll be some updating going on this week because there's still some names in that list that are not competing at Golden Spin. No. They're going to be at the final, so. Exactly. So that's got to get updated. So the Stars on Ice Holiday Tour is taking place in Canada. We will include a link if you want to buy tickets and see where they're stopping. At the Ion Arena in Leesburg, Virginia, they're having their a Holiday Dream Ice Show. It's going to take place next Saturday, Saturday, December 10th at 2.30 p.m. at Ion Arena. Yes. As we always say, it's Christmas time. Lots of Christmas shows and performances let us know. We'd love to be able to promote your holiday shows. Yes. So, Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? You can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. And on social media, Twitter, it's at thiswkinskating. And Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we've received via email and social media. Last week, we had a little discussion about a photo of Kathy Reed and her sister Allison that Saul had taken when Allison and and Saul were competing at the NHK Trophy. And Kathy reached out to me and just said, My sister shared with me today a podcast that you did with Gina and that you mentioned the photo I posted of me and Allison. I want to thank you and Gina for your kind words. It really meant a lot to hear that and made me tear up a bit. There was additional parts of the message um, that I did not, I'm not sharing that just talked about the skating community and how we all come together because we love the sport and so really appreciated that so if you listened to last week's episode you heard me mention about the two women wearing the pink jackets at the grand prix events well i received two emails about them and how we can touch base with them um so hopefully we will try to reach out to them here soon um, and see if we can talk to them about their experience at the Grand Prix events that they went to. They went to all of them except NHK Trophy. And I'm hearing from both of the people who reached out to Daphne and I 
that they're going to be at the Grand Prix final this week. So, so we'll try to reach out to them after the final and see if we can ask them some questions and things about the experience of going to multiple Grand Prix events. Yeah, it sounds really fascinating. Yes. So we've mentioned a couple times throughout this podcast, we're doing a Pairs panel episode. We're going to be recording it next week. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the on the state of pairs in the world. Yeah. So please reach out to us via email or on social media so that we can include your questions or thoughts in the episode that we're recording. Yeah. Just topics too. Like, you know, not necessarily maybe a question that requires an answer, but maybe just a topic that will allow a conversation to happen. Cause that's what we mm-hmm. want to do. We want to just have a conversation with our two guests who are both very knowledgeable about pairs coming from it from different angles. One being a former competitor, and that's all I'm going to say about that. And one who's just knows a lot about pairs, writes about it a lot. So those are our two um, panelists. And so we'd like to have just a conversation. We're not going to try to just throw question after question after question at them and expect an answer. Just a conversation, a really good conversation. So if you've got a topic that you really were like, well, could you talk about maybe... The fact that a lot of pairs don't stay in partnerships long. And why is that? Um, We don't have it. There's not a definite answer for that. There's no, you know, this is the reason why it's happening. But maybe that's just something we can talk about and just hear different perspectives. So it's really, we want to have just good conversation going. So, um, so any topics that you have, send them our way. We'd love to, we've got our ideas, but we want to hear from you as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Please send them in. We're looking. I'm really looking forward to that mm-hmm. uh, discussion because pairs is not a discipline that I am as well. You guys all know that ice <laughs> dance is my world, so I'm interested in this pairs discussion. Yeah, because I too. think I can learn a lot, and yeah, I think there's an opportunity for some cool perspective mm-hmm. coming yeah. from our panelists. Definitely. Well, we like to round out our podcast with a spotlight on what we're doing over at our respective websites. Um, at IDC, we have photos from the Bosphorus Cup. Yuriko Suzuki was at this competition and she photographed it. We have photos from that in our gallery. I also posted an interview with uh, Juliet and Lucas Shaded. Uh, and had the opportunity to sit down with them when we were at the ice dance final. The, they have an interesting story. Um, they just kind of felt like they disappeared for a couple of years. And Anne was able to find out what's been going on. And we're really happy that they're back competing yeah. again. Well, over at FSO, it was kind of catch up week. I have, I think, all of my Grand Prix Finland photos up, um, but I'm going to be posting some exhibition photos um, from, I think I got them from Finland and uh, Sheffield. So uh, those will be coming this week, but yeah, it was pretty much catch up week and it's still going to be catch up week as we get ready for the final. And I'm excited. I have a journalist and a photographer that are going to be in person at the final. I know icedance.com as well. So, um, so it'll be an exciting week 
to, you know, share stories and photos next week. Yeah, we have uh, Matteo Morelli will be there for IDC, as well as Robin Ritos will be photographing the event for us. So we're really, I'm really excited to watch this competition because it's, it's the top skaters from the Grand Prix series. And yeah, it's going to be fun to get to see these performances. Well, with that, we have reached the end of another This Week in Skating podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.